getting the most out of 1Password. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a two-part conversation with Joe Kissel about two of his new books, Take Control of Your Passwords and Take Control of One Password, 5th edition. In the first part, we talked a bit about the first book and passwords in general. This time, we dig into his favorite password manager and mine, 1Password, and some of the capabilities it has and some of the new things that have been added to it. Let's go right back and hear from Joe. So you took us through one of the things that has changed in 1Password since we last covered it. Yeah. Um, what else What else is new in this, what is this, the fifth edition of fifth edition, Take Control fifth of 1Password? Yeah, fifth yeah. edition. So, yeah. so, so many things. This, this was a really big rewrite for me. A lot changed. And I, I sort of apologized early in the book by saying 1Password is in a transitional phase. What what would make me, uh, what would be very convenient for me would be if like every year or two years or three years, one password would just say, okay, hey, new version for Mac, new version for Windows, new version for Linux, new version for all the mobile platforms. They're all now at version eight or whatever it is. And they're all in sync feature wise. And then I can say, great, I'm gonna update the book, cover all the new things. And then in another year or two or three, They'll have a new update for all the things and I'll update the book again, but it's not like that. So every platform that one plat- that one password supports is sort of on its own independent development track. So the situation we have today is if you have a Mac, you're gonna be using one password version seven. It's, I mean, seven point something. What is it? I don't have the number in front of me, but seven point, seven point something, I forget. Um, if you have a Linux computer, you'll be using 1Password 8. There is no version 7 for uh, 1Password for Linux, but there is a version 8. Now, if you have a Windows PC, you can choose. The, the current shipping version is version 7, but there is an early access, which is like better than beta, version that you can download of 1Password 8. 1Password 8 for Windows is almost identical to 1Password 8 for Linux. And that sort of shows where 1Password is likely to go next on the Mac. That that whole that whole thing is not yet available in any form uh, to the public on a Mac. But depending on which, which of those desktop platforms you're using, you might be using 1Password 7 or you might be using 1Password 8. But that's not even the whole story. It used to be that you have the standalone app that's one password. And then you have these extensions that you install in your various browsers and those enable the app to communicate with the browser and fill in passwords and things. So then a few years ago, one password came out with this thing they called one password X. At least I think it was pronounced X. Maybe it was one password 10. I don't know, we'll call it X. Uh, one password X, which is a special extension. And it's a special extension that contained almost the entire functionality of 1Password within it. So it could talk directly to your 1Password account in the cloud, 
You didn't need to have a standalone app at all. All you needed was the extension. Now, there were some things that it couldn't do, but, uh, but using just this extension gave you most of the power of 1Password, and that was cool for people in certain situations, like people using Chromebooks, like my kids both have Chromebooks from school. And Chromebooks, there, there was no possibility of running a native standalone app on them, but this extension let people that have Chromebooks get at almost all the capabilities of 1Password. So, uh, so that was neat, and it was like an alternative for people in certain situations. But now things have changed. Now those, those extensions, formerly known as 1Password, are now known by the cumbersome moniker 1Password in your browser. So there are, there are extensions for uh, Chrome and Brave and Firefox and uh, Edge for both Mac and Windows that are called 1Password in your browser. And then there's a separate set of extensions that they're now calling 1Password classic extensions for the same four browsers that, uh, that require the standalone app to communicate with. So you have both of these things going on in parallel. If you're using 1Password 8, the, the, the preview version on Windows or the only version available on Linux, then you have to use the 1Password in your browser extensions. Whereas if you're still using 1Password 7, which you definitely will be on a Mac, you could use either kind, whichever you like best. Then there's, there's another whole story about Safari because Safari can't use either of those versions of Safari has its own version of an extension. So um, you have basically these three different flavors of extensions and they give you totally different experiences in your browser. What is it like? Are you just, are, you have an empty username and password field. Okay, am I gonna press a keyboard shortcut to fill that stuff in? Or am I gonna click in one of the fields and pick something from a pop-up menu? Or what am I gonna do here? So the user interfaces are totally different and the capabilities are somewhat different. And, and even in Safari, you know, Safari gets its uh, extension out of the 1Password app. You have to have the 1Password app and then that, that includes a bundled extension for Safari. Well, when, when that version of the extension started doing things in this wacky new inline way that was sort of like the 1Password in your browser extension, uh, a lot of users, myself included, were like, this is terrible. I don't want to do things this way. This is ugly and cumbersome, and it's always prompting me for things that I don't want, and ooh, just tell me how to turn that off and get it back the old way. So I, I tell you how to do that. It's, it's fine. It's fine. You can get things back the old way. I explain that. You just uncheck a couple of boxes. It's cool. But but the point is that 1Password is, is no longer just like, well, here it is, and here's how it works. It's like, well, depending on which combination of platforms you use, it might have this feature, it might have this feature, it might work this way, it might work this way, you might have an option to have extensions in a couple of different ways, or you might have to do it this way, or you might have to do it this way. And if you do it this way, there are some sort of sub-options, you might really hate this one, but give this one a try. Like, so that's what has happened with 1Password. They are, they are in a transition phase, and I can see that, that where they're headed in like the next year or two, once, 
once it is stabilized and once they have more or less the same features and more or less the same user interface across platforms, I think it's gonna be really good. But right now it's just awkward because I have to give in, like I have to help you decide which of these ways do I want to use this. And then for everything that you want to do, whether it's like logging in or choosing a new password or whatever, I have to give the instructions. Well, you do this on Windows, but you do this in version eight and do this. So it's it's been kind of exhausting, and I and I and I'm sorry that that is. It's going to make the book a little bit harder to read in spots because I I can't not give all the different instructions for the different ways of doing it, but. I do feel like overall we are headed in a better direction and in a year or two I should hopefully be able to simplify the book to just say uh, here's how it's done now. All right, this is the question that you don't want me to ask, but I'll ask it anyway. Okay. Out of what you just described and you obviously have spent a lot of time with this and I have not, is there a best way best as defined by most secure and and let's leave convenience out of it is there a best way to use one password in in each of the i guess each of the platforms <sighs> see i told you i, I knew you I would like that question <laughs> i don't perceive a meaningful difference in security among those various ways of using 1Password, which is not to say there's no difference at all, but I would say practically for the vast majority of people, you can, you can regard the security as being equivalent. It really does come down to a matter of convenience and, and just how, how you like to do things. So, uh, over many years of using 1Password, I developed this, this habit of, well, command backslash is how you fill in a password. It's what I do. It's programmed into my muscle memory. That's how I fill in passwords. So when I now go to a page that has username and password fields, and in, if, I, if I'm using a configuration in which that is not how you do things, that instead you got to click in one of those fields, and now there's a pop-up menu. I got to click something in that pop-up menu. Well, that's weird. And then something else pops up on the screen. Like that, that annoys me. I, I don't, I don't prefer to interact with, pa with one password in that way. Now for me, at least at this moment, I don't have to, I can, I can still do things the old way. It's fine. I don't know that I will always have that choice, but then again, um, I have no idea what new capabilities or features or user interface may also be developed in the future that I might like even better. What I think is happening with this, this move toward these little inline pop-up menu things is that the 1Password is trying to make itself more discoverable. So if you're just looking at a screen and it's got username and password fields and that's all you see, you're like, I forget. Did I? how do I enter a password here? Like, wasn't there a keyboard shortcut? I don't remember what it was. But if there's an icon, if you click in that field and something pops up, uh, that's a reminder and that helps uh, helps people who are maybe not used to using a password manager, not used to using this particular password manager, discover these features. So I, I, I understand that, I appreciate that. What bugs me is this period during which 
we have inconsistencies. So I use, I use a lot of different computers. I mean, right now I am touching three different Macs. And, oh, here's an iPad and an iPhone, an Apple Watch. And, and not only that, but I got virtual machines. So I'm, I'm running Windows, I'm running Chrome OS, I'm running um, a couple different flavors of Linux. Like, I use a lot of different operating systems all the time. What, what irritates me is that when I'm using Linux, I have to use, I have to, I am obligated to use one password in a certain interface mode because that's the only one that exists. When I'm using a Mac, it might be this mode or it might be that mode. When I'm using Windows, it might be this mode or it might be that mode. And I can adapt to change. I don't like to, but I can. I do. Um, but having to simultaneously keep in mind different interfaces at the same time is just is a pain. Okay. That, that's that's good because that's I mean it's kind of nice to know that it doesn't matter which one of these methods I use to to utilize one password I'm not compromising uh, or yeah compromising security at all it's just more a, a matter of how I work and and I you know you kind of glanced over something there that is obvious from what you've been saying that one of the powers of one password is that you create you're creating one corpus of passwords. And then you're accessing it through all of these different devices, different operating systems, different computers, or or whatever. Um, so, and and that is that is a huge thing. But I've also heard some folks get a little nervous about that because now my passwords are off of my computer and they're sitting somewhere. Is that a concern? Well. We, we might have had a discussion or two at some point in the past about the cloud and security relating to the cloud. So with with one password, having it, it, so, so okay, so so if you if you have if you have passwords that are stored on a device and you want those passwords to also be stored on another device, you have to sync them in some manner. Now, long ago, it would be like, well, I will plug my iPhone into my Mac with a cable and that's how I will sync things. And there, there exist a number of methods by which one might move data from a device to another device. Nowadays, the default, the easiest, the most likely way that you will do this is by having uh, a one password account that is an account with with agile bits the the developer and so your information will be stored securely on their servers and each one of your devices will log into their servers to to fetch your data now prior to that in in between like syncing with a cable and and that there were other options like using uh, iCloud or Dropbox as an intermediate service where your stuff would be encrypted and then it would be moved onto that service and then from there, it would be moved to other devices. I, I understand the worry. I understand the like, but I'm entrusting all of my valuable data to some other company. What if they don't take care of it properly? Well, all I can really say is if, if you're going to use the internet at all, you have to let that go. <laughs> like if, if you do anything online, if you do anything in a web browser, you, you are trusting that communication, that data you are sending or receiving to multiple parties, not just to you 
and the company or the person on the other end, but to your local internet provider and all the other computers and routers in between you and them. There is always going to be a certain level of risk doing anything online, but that's why we have strong encryption. We have strong encryption so that the, the likelihood of somebody who is not intended to be part of that exchange of information, the likelihood that somebody not part of that could break in and see what you're doing is infinitesimally small. It's not a zero likelihood, and it can never be a zero likelihood, but if you want a zero likelihood, turn off your computer, because that's just the way the world is. You cannot have a perfect guarantee that there will be no bugs, no flaws, ever. Now, one password that is the, the format in which they store your encrypted data and their encrypted storage on their servers has, has never been breached. I'm not gonna say it's theoretically impossible that they ever could be, but it, but it has never happened so far, which is more than I can say for <clears throat> some other providers. So I know that this company works really, really hard to protect your data because that is that is what their business depends on. And boy, do they, they're a big business and they have, they have a lot of business. So um, it's certainly in their best interest to do everything they can do to keep your stuff safe. And you as a lay person who does not have access to the source code and wouldn't know what to make of it, even if you did, can't know that the, the encryption is perfect. You can't know that. It's not a knowable thing. Nobody really can know that. But from all the evidence I've seen, it's really, really, really secure. So when you're using the 1Password service for, for syncing, your passwords are strongly encrypted before, before they ever leave your device. They stay encrypted when they're in the cloud, and they are only decrypted once they go back to your device and you've unlocked your, your password manager with your own password. So Agile Bits can't see your password. They can't know what it is. They can't log in as you because they need to have your master password, which they don't have. You are the only person that has that. So as far as I can tell, as someone who has looked into this stuff very deeply over many years, there, there really isn't a downside to using the cloud storage. It's secure, and the uh, the convenience advantages over over syncing in other, any other way are just massive. So I, I feel like if, if if you feel secure enough syncing your contact your address book, you know your contacts to the cloud, if you feel secure enough sending a family member uh, some private information and email message then this should be nothing to you. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. The last year has put stresses on everyone about so many aspects of daily life, but no aspect more so than our financial lives. It was easy and often necessary to get into financial hardship then, but now's the time to get out, and that's where Upstart comes in. Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off credit cards, high-interest debt, or to fund personal expenses. It's all done online with loans of $1,000 to $50,000. dollars 
A five-minute rate check is all it takes, and you can receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Where Upstart really shines, however, is that they look at you, not just your credit score. Your income and employment can lead to a smarter rate for your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL so they know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices. Good, good advice. Good sound advice. Um, before we wrap, I wanted to give you an opportunity. Is there anything else we specifically want to talk about with uh, the current version of 1Password that folks should know? Uh, there's, there's a lot of new stuff. Now, I, I should say a lot of the newer things involve like enterprise use of 1Password. And I, do, I just don't touch that in the book. I say, yeah, big business and enterprise accounts exist. I'm not going to talk about those. That's not, that's not my audience. So if you're interested in that, go look for support articles on the 1Password site. Um, there are some new features that are like, you know, secrets automation, but that, that's not for ordinary consumers like you and me. That's for big businesses that have specific things they need to... Uh, piece of information they need to transmit amongst different employees. That's not a, a realm that I'm interested in getting into in this book. Um, however, there are some things that do affect ordinary uh, mortals. Uh, there's this site called privacy.com and their thing is uh, custom virtual credit card numbers. So uh, you set up an account with them, which is a little bit cumbersome, and uh, they have a free tier and they have paid tiers, which have different features. But um, what happens is you go to a site where you want to buy something and you could enter your actual credit card number or you could say, hey, privacy.com, make me a new temporary credit card number right now just for this site. So this site won't be able to know anything about me or my bank or anything. It's just a unique credit card number just for this site. And maybe I will set up spending limits for this one particular card, if that particular virtual card should be compromised, I can just shut it down right now without affecting the real credit card that I normally use day to day. So it gives you a lot more control over your, your privacy and um, your safety when shopping online. It's, it's a, I mean, I wouldn't really use this much because I usually use Apple Pay and I, I like that better, but it's, it's, a, it's sort of a different way of getting at the same problem. Anyway, so 1Password now integrates with privacy.com. So if you have an account with this site, um, you can still use 1Password as you normally would to fill in a pass to fill in a credit card number, only you can say, oh yeah, hey, uh, use my virtual card from this place or create a new virtual card just for this vendor. And you can do that all from within 1Password. So that's, that's an example of a uh, consumer friendly, you know, new feature that I talk about. Um, and another thing that is, that is, it exists in some versions of 1Password, but not all yet, is uh, a new security question feature. So, you know, the security questions like, what was your mother's maiden name? Or what was your third favorite band when you were in high school or whatever? Um, <clears throat> so I always tell people like, hey, when, when you have to answer one of these questions, 
Lie. Don't tell the truth. Come up with a fake answer because somebody out there undoubtedly knows the real answer. I mean, lots of people know my mother's maiden name, so I would never give her real maiden name. G give give a fake name, but you have to remember the fake name you gave, right? So, uh, so where are you going to put that fake name? Put it in one password, of course. Um, but then I have to think of the fake name. Well, was her was her maiden name? Smith or was it Jones? I don't, what did I say? I don't remember. Well, now um, 1Password, the newer versions, not available yet on the Mac, um, have this have this feature where uh, you just say, okay, this is the security question I'm trying to answer. Like, what was your mother's maiden name? Um, make up an answer for me. Well, my mother's name was, you know, Grasshopper, you know, <laughs> Butterfly runs, whatever, you know, some three three random words, you know, um, whatever it may be. So uh, if you're having trouble coming up with or remembering uh, the answers to security questions, that's uh, that's a neat feature, uh, I, I presume, coming soon to Mac and available on some other platforms now. And, you know, there's, there's other stuff, like the trash is now archived to make it harder for you to accidentally delete stuff that you, you don't need anymore. But... Um, but mainly just like a lot of a lot of the one password app in whichever form it appears has had stuff changed, you know, moved around though this icon is different now and this the sidebar is different now and and things are now in different places. So the book now just covers all all of that new and different stuff and helps you navigate this this changing world. So in other words, go out and get the book and take advantage of what's there now because, and some of these other features will be coming. And so if you're using a different platform, it's also good for getting up to speed on that. Yeah. Uh, so it may, may be one of those books that you want to buy and give to someone or gift to to someone. Um, because I I know I've, I've turned a lot of people on to 1Password and one of the things they love about it is that they can share it with um, a home device with an office device with a PC, you know, with their obviously with their iPad and, and their iPhones. Uh, but, you know, they don't always necessarily live inside the eco Apple ecosystem. And the, the idea that they can just have that one bundle of passwords and it's available anywhere is, is something they really like. Joe, what's the uh, what's the pricing situation for both of these books and the upgrade situation? Yeah. So each of the books costs fourteen ninety nine. But you can buy the two of them together as a bundle for only 20 bucks. So you're effectively getting one of them, either one of them, for $5. So I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good deal. And if you had, uh, so the, the, the take control of your passwords is a free update for people who already had the latest edition and a, a, a paid update for people who had, but you know, anybody who had those older editions should, should have gotten email from me by now explaining the situation. Uh, the one password book is a new edition. So that is, is a paid update for basically everybody. And that's $5. So if you had a previous, any previous edition of the book, the fourth edition or third or first or whatever, um, then five bucks to update to the new edition. And uh, I, I think it's well worth it. Great. And of course, all this is at TakeControlBooks.com. Right on. Which is where you go to get all of Joe's other books, all the other books from all of the other great Take Control authors we talk to. Um, so just go and buy. <laughs> Please, thank you. 
Joe, thank you. It's it's great to have you back. I hope uh, we get to do this just a little more often. I know that you've got a few other priorities, but uh, anytime, you're always welcome. Thank you. Yes, I, I do have some other priorities, but uh, I, I have heard that there could be some new Apple operating systems around the corner. And um, for quite a few years now, uh, we have uh, we have created books on new Apple operating systems. So it, it could be that we have some things to talk about in a month or so. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bit surprised. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. I know you get tired of, of the constant discussions of security and privacy uh, because they are not necessarily sexy, fun discussions. But having a good password strategy is probably the very front line in your defense. So please get Joe's books, pay attention to them, and improve your passwords because the bad guys are out there definitely improving their methods. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.